Hello, this is Jim Walsh. Welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. When you hear the word repent, what do you think? Do you think of someone who is crying? Uh, Do you think of someone who is grieving? Do you think of someone who is laying out on the floor, prostrate, begging? This does seem to be an image that a lot of people have. But the idea of repentance, as far as the Bible is concerned, is a recognition that I'm going in the wrong direction and I need to turn around and go in the opposite direction. When we consider it from a spiritual standpoint, it means I am going further and further away from God. One who is in sin is separated from God. When you think about the passage that John provides for us in 1 John chapter 1 and in verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. So that passage tells us where fellowship is. But the previous two verses help us to understand that God does not dwell in darkness and God has nothing to do with sin. So, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So God doesn't have anything to do with darkness. God doesn't have anything to do with sin. He dwells in the light, and that is where the fellowship is. So if we have any expectation of engaging in fellowship with our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, we have to separate ourselves from sin. And that comes about when we obey the gospel. Now, in dealing with that concept of obedience, there are two ways that we must repent. The first way is in obeying the gospel initially, uh, being what some refer to as an alien sinner, meaning I have never been in a relationship with God as an adult. At that point, we are to obey the gospel and hearing the gospel message that Jesus is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who came to this world and died on the cross, shedding his blood in accordance with the Father's plan. And that shed blood then is used by God to redeem all mankind. And all those who believe that gospel message that Jesus is the Christ and who are willing to repent of their sins and confess Jesus as Christ and then be baptized for the remission of their sins, receive that atoning blood applied to their soul and cleanse their soul spotless and free of all sin. At that point, we are moved by Jesus himself into the household of God.
In the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost, those who had obeyed the teaching of the apostles with regard to this same message were added personally by the Lord. Note what Acts chapter 2 verse 47 says, and again I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So all those who then obeyed the gospel were added by the Lord to the church. But at that point, we still must live in accord with God's will. And it is possible for one to depart from God's will. All of the Old Testament provides testimony to that. The number of times that God was calling his Old Testament people back to him. The number of times he sent them judges and prophets to guide them back into a relationship with him. Because having departed, they would be lost. In the New Testament, we recognize that there is a similar situation. And without going into it, we have an account in Acts chapter 8 where Philip has gone to the area of Samaria. He has preached the gospel. There is a man there by the name of Simon who obeys the gospel. But then Simon does something wrong. And so Peter reproaches Simon. Peter has now come to Samaria. Peter and other of the apostles have come, uh, Peter and John, and they are laying their hands on some of these disciples to impart unto them the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so Simon sees that. He offers Peter money for it. And Peter says unto him in verse 20 of Acts chapter 8, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right with God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. So Peter said, Simon, you have now entered into an area where your heart is not right with God. You're involved in wickedness. You're involved in iniquity. And he said, the only way now to be recovered is if you will repent and pray God. And so for the one who has been a child of God, who then falls into sin, whether on purpose or accidentally, when we recognize we have sinned, our response then is to repent of that sin, turn away from it, and pray God for forgiveness. Now, there are some who feel that in comparing themselves to others, you know, they're not so bad. We do that on a regular basis. We want to confirm our own life. We want to verify that we're good folk. And so maybe we look at other people and we say, you know what, we're not as bad as they are. There were those living during the time of Jesus, and whether they were trying to backhandedly uh, mock him or not, there were those who came to him in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 13, to ask him about the Galileans. Jesus was from Galilee. And so they wanted to ask Jesus about the spiritual condition of some Galileans who had been killed and their blood had been mingled with the daily sacrifices offered by the Romans. So we pick it up in verse 1 of Luke 13. 
it says there were some present at that season that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. They wanted to compare themselves to other individuals and in effect say, these Galileans, because of what happened to them, it must have been God's judgment on them. They must have been horrible, horrible people and we're not like them. Or these ones upon whom the Tower of Siloam fell, that must have been God's judgment upon them. They must have been truly evil people. And in each situation, Jesus said, no. It's not God looking at some and saying, these are worse than others. God is no respecter of persons, the book of Romans tells us, Romans chapter 2, verse 11. In other words, God doesn't place men in a different category, one from another. He doesn't say, here are some really fantastic people, here are some wonderful people, here are some okay people, here are some not so okay people, and here are some bad people. God says, there is man, man and woman. And then God says, there are saved and unsaved. He gives two categories, those who walk in the light, those who are separated from God in darkness. That's all. If we are in the light, we are all equal. If we're in darkness, we're all equal. There are not some in darkness who are further in darkness than others. There is no concept of a category then with respect to God of sins that are worse than other sins. There is simply obeying God and being in the light being cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, or there is that which is in darkness because of sin. And those who are in darkness must repent. In fact, again, looking at Luke's gospel, at the very end of Luke's gospel, Jesus said that a theme in dealing with the gospel is repentance. In Luke 24, in verse 44, he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And that is what they did going forth. That's what the apostles did. For every group of individuals they met, they preached the gospel, and that included repentance. So on the day of Pentecost, when Peter preached the evidence from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ, that even though the Jews there in Jerusalem had crucified Jesus, he was now resurrected and he, was ascend he is ascended into heaven where he's seated on the right hand of the Father above. And so those that heard that message on the day of Pentecost 
said to Peter, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter's famous response in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 was, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Without repentance, without recognizing where I am, I'm not going to change. Without understanding that in sin I am separated from God and I have no hope of life eternal. Someone may say, I don't feel like I have sinned. I'm looking back on my life. You know, I never hit anybody. I never stole anything. I never mistreated anybody. I think I'm really a good person. And yet the scriptures say, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That all includes you and me. Repentance, then, is a change of mind. It is a change of heart. It is a change of action. It is a change of attitude that we might have a change in our soul. When Paul was faced with all the different philosophies that were prevalent in the city of Athens, as found in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 17, his one message to all these different individuals was to recognize that God called all men everywhere to repent. Paul saw all the different idols in that city and how these people were very concerned about worshiping the different idols. And so Paul's message in looking at Acts chapter 17, beginning in verse 23, was that they needed to turn to the gospel, the one message that God provides for all men. In talking then about worship to idols, Paul mentioned the fact that God suffered it until the time of the gospel. And then in verse 30, it says, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, and he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. Jesus Christ, resurrected from the dead, ascended into heaven, seated on the right hand of the Father above. But before he left this world, he sent his apostles into the world with that message as they were guided by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel. It's the gospel of grace. It's the gospel of mercy. It's the gospel of forgiveness. It's the gospel of redemption, but it's also the gospel of repentance. You and I, in order to be in fellowship with God, must repent of sin. What do you think about repentance? Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you so much for listening to On Eagle's Wings. I hope you have a great rest of the day.